Hello, hello. This is Monday again. It's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. Jim's here. He's silent because we have special guest who has a lot to share with you, our dear listeners. Right, Jim? Yes, it's uh, it's really exciting. I mean, she must be wonderful in her job. I can tell it already. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she is. I can't wait. Probably trying her service. Once I'm done with our business, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so today we have a very special guest. It's Sarah Baker Andrus. Hello, Sarah. Hi, it's great to see you, Jim and Lucy. Great to meet you both. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you today. Thank you. It's nice having you. And uh, I just want to leave it to you. You will tell our guests exactly what are you doing to help people succeed in their life. Absolutely. Um, you know, I sort of spent my entire career, continue to spend my career, immersed in everybody else's careers. And whether it is, uh, you know, somebody who is mid-career and thinking, gosh, I feel like I could be doing more. Or I feel like I could be earning more. And what's next out there for me? I think we all have this question when you think about it, we spend uh, what, you know, probably more time at work than we do with our families, right? So shouldn't we be sure that we're, uh, that we're in an environment where we can thrive and someplace that gives us some form of, of enduring satisfaction at work? And so most of the people who come to, to work with me appreciate the fact that I've been at all sides of the hiring table. So I, I am a career coach, a career counselor, uh, and that's my education and, and training. But I've also worked as a recruiter and I've led recruitment teams and did that for a, a long time, uh, had a corporate career and, and actually had the privilege of uh, leading a team myself. So I was a hiring manager too. And I think this perspective allows me to help clients who come to me and say, what's next and can you help me navigate? It's a really complicated uh, job search process out there and it gets more complicated all the time. And uh, I, I love walking people through that process and uh, sharing some of the things that most people don't know because we're never really taught, are we? <laughs> yes, we sometimes try to keep quiet. Sometimes we don't. Right, Jim? Yes, a lot of people really want to do the best that they possibly can, but a lot of them have just never either believe in themselves or train themselves. That's right. And, you know, another way I look at it is that, you know, what's the first thing anybody asks us when we go to a social event? They say, um, what do you do? Right. And as though that is the most important thing about us, and it certainly is in our culture, it's the first question we we ask. It's a way of putting our arms around somebody and thinking, you know, who is this? Who is this person? Um, but the truth is that it's so important in our culture and we don't even teach people how to look for a job. We don't teach people how to look within themselves and ask, ask important vital questions like, what are, what are the things that light me up when I do them? Where have I, you know, if I look back at my achievements, what were the skills? What were the traits I brought to that effort? And what do I really have to offer an employer? And there's a whole process to this that feels like some special secret sauce and it shouldn't be, which is why I'm so happy to be talking to you today. <laughs> well, well, excuse me, honey. But Sarah, you just mentioned about people uh, don't take the time to look within themselves. Mm. 
So I'm wondering how important is that in your work and uh, helping people to, well, frankly, be better than they ever imagined? What a great question. And it's probably the part of the work that I do that I love the most, which is saying to somebody, you know, the typical question, tell me about yourself. And we all get so hung up on that. What do we say? But if you really look inside, you can think back to high point. Anybody can, anybody. High point moments of achievement, even back all the way to when we were children, they gave us a feeling of accomplishment. And then I can talk to you. So for example, I was talking to with a new client uh, just, just the other day, and we were talking about some high point achievements. And he told me a story of uh, a particular product that he had developed that he was really proud of, and it got picked up even though uh, it was not the main uh, work that he was doing for his employer. They were really interested in what he'd developed. And, and we began to examine, okay, what skills did you use? Well, there was innovation, there was initiative, there was independence. He talked more about the technical aspects. So we were able to identify, you know, the, uh, the specific uh, information technology and active software development skills that he had, as well as the personal traits that he was persistent in his, his uh, quest to get this in front of the right people. Um, and I think it really helps to have uh, somebody to talk to, who can listen to what, you're, what you've done and listen to that memory of yours and say, you know what I hear? I hear that you're really a problem solver. And I hear that you're remarkably patient. Uh, and then when we get this list of skills and traits, you know, we went through them and he said, oh, I never thought of that. You know, when I pointed out that he had a vision, he said, I never thought of myself as having a vision. This was just something, it was just an idea I had. Um, so sometimes just walking through the process and saying, uh, you know what I see, I see these things. That, that can be very affirming to somebody who's starting a job search and give them a different lens through which to view uh, the skills that they offer a prospective employer. Well, that's great. Uh, I have a question for you. Over the past decade, and especially past five years, there have been ongoing debate about what is most important for your career development, professional skills, or soft skills. And there are many researchers that confirm, and actually many even IT companies that consider to be highly innovative and paying attention to the skill side of professional skill side mm. of the personality and they will be paying more attention on soft skills. What is mm. your opinion and what is your advice to your client? Uh, it's it's uh, really nuanced, isn't it? Because my observation is that we need the technical skills to get the job and we need the soft skills to keep the job. <laughs> so how might that play out in an interview process? I think you really need to have a and, and this is particularly true of younger people, recent college graduates. And I work, I work with a lot of uh, younger people and they're not great at clarity and vocabulary around uh, who they are and what they offer. And you need to be fluent in, the in, in, in that. It's almost as though you need to learn a new language of how to talk about yourself with regard to the technical skills. Um, so that somebody's going to pay attention to you. And certainly when it comes to a resume, 
uh, a hiring manager is gonna first look to see that you hit all of those benchmarks that they need in order to, uh, you know, to fulfill the, the basic duties of the role. But here's something most people don't realize. If you get the interview, you are qualified for the job. So then, because otherwise they wouldn't be calling you in or wasting their time. If you Ooh. didn't, if you didn't meet the qualifications for the job, you would not have gotten the interview now. So then what is your, your job during the interview process? It's to show them who else you are, what else you offer and to, to really demonstrate. So this is kind of interesting. I was just, just before our call, I was coaching, coaching, uh, somebody through a, uh, uh, mock interview, interview prep process for, for a uh, first round of interview he's going to have with Deloitte. And Deloitte has a very structured interview process. We really know what they're going to ask and what those questions are going to be. But what he needed to practice was how to weave his soft skills into his responses. So a question like, what differentiates you from other applicants? You know, if you're lucky enough to get that question, you should focus <laughs> on the, you should focus on the soft skills, <laughs> right? But if you don't get that question, then find a way to weave it in. So for example, as I was coaching him, it, one of the questions we know he is likely going to be asked is tell me about how you navigate ambiguity. And that in itself is, is a heavy question. And so you first have to ask yourself, well, I said, I said, what do you think the purpose is to that question? And he, he's saying, oh, well, they're probably afraid that I don't know how to handle it if I haven't been given me, given direct instructions. And I said, that's exactly right. They want to hear that, you know, how to, um, how, how to kind of navigate the situation where a supervisor isn't available or a situation where you may not have gotten the complete story or that you have independence. So he nailed what they, the reason they asked the question. And that's part of the, uh, part of the, the secret sauce that I mentioned is what is the hope that is driving that question? And if you can, in a, you know, pretty quickly say, oh, I know what they're looking for, then the answer. And I said, so how do you answer that now that you know what they're looking for? And he, he walked me through a, a situation where um, he had been given a task uh, that um, was just strictly what the manager's need was, what the, you know, he needed an XYZ report, but with no direction of how that report should be formulated <coughs> no guidance on, on uh, what resources he should use. And he's saying, so I, I decided to look at what, what the report was. And then I consulted with some other people to make sure I understood the assignment. And I did my own research on what I thought might be a good outcome and, and a good product to deliver. And I went back to my manager. And I went back to my manager and I said, here's what I'm thinking that I should uh, deliver, am I on the right track? So here he's demonstrating the soft skills. He's demonstrating that he can use his resources. He's demonstrating great communication skills by checking in. So it's all yeah. absolutely doable, right? It is absolutely doable if you know how to approach it. 
because we heard many times that people will be looking for jobs and I applied to so many jobs. I've been through so many interviews. They didn't get it. HRs are bad. Business is bad. Mm -hmm. The job market is bad. Everything is bad. Well, it's not bad, guys. Okay, it's good. <laughs> so just be yourself and show yourself. So I, so I agree. Yes, Sarah. So what are the biggest obstacles that people come to you with? with regard to their career. Hmm. I'm sure it won't surprise you to hear that the biggest obstacles are internal obstacles. So we have a situation with the job search <laughs> where we volunteer for rejection, don't we? We raise our hands, we put ourselves out there. It's not unlike dating where we say, okay, how do you like me so far? And then we invite <laughs> <Sorry>. people. <laughs> <laughs> we invite a complete stranger to tell us whether or not we're good enough. And I think that's a really intimidating thing for most of us to do, no matter how mature we are, no matter, by the way, how successful we are. A lot of people I work with are second career folks, you know, they're looking for their next thing and they've accomplished tremendous amount. But the big obstacle is, is this fear. So the, you mentioned Lucy that people you know, apply for a lot of jobs and they never hear anything. Well, that's the first mistake because that is just the deep, dark hole of cyberspace. If you're just clicking apply, you're setting yourself up for failure because there's a cycle. There is some trigger that says, oh, I need a new job. And it may be a bad boss. It may be a toxic work environment. It could be, you know, that you see a merger on the horizon. It could be that uh, that you need to be making more money or you're just not satisfied. Whatever that trigger is, that gives you energy. There is some, you know, ooh, I'm going to do something. And most of us misinvest that energy in a job board and we go on a job board and one of two things happens. Either we look at every posting and we're, we're thinking, oh my goodness, uh, I'm not qualified for that. I'm not qualified for that. And we prematurely rule ourselves out. And I have to say that women do this more than men. Women expect to be 95% qualified or they don't even apply. Men go for 65%. That's not right either. I think, uh, you know, a good medium is 75%, but we can discourage ourselves before we get started or throw a lot of applications. And I call that the spray and pray way of job hunting which is completely ineffective because then we've got the trigger, we've got the action, we're doing our thing, it's the wrong action. And then we sit passively waiting for somebody else to do something. And that's when the fears set in and then we stall. So by the time somebody comes to me, they've been through this trigger, action, fear, stall cycle several times before perhaps they see the pattern and maybe recognize, oh, I need a little help with this because I'm letting my fears get the better of me and what's true. So we could talk ourselves out of, you know, um, I, I have one client who's remarkably successful, very accomplished, but she, she got herself into this trap, this cycle of, of every year or so throwing more applications out. And I asked her, well, what, what stopped you each time from moving forward? And she said, well, I just thought my skills were stale. You know, I just, I thought I wasn't hearing because my skills were stale. So we tell ourselves a story or I thought I wasn't hearing back because, um, 
you know, maybe some internal candidate got that job. Well, maybe some internal candidate did get that job because the other key here is, are you speaking to people regularly, consistently speaking to people about what you're looking for and what you offer? And if you're, that is the way that 85% of professionals are finding jobs right now. Only about 15% of professionals are finding jobs by clicking apply on an online job board. Everyone else is talking to people, using the, their uh, references, getting referrals. Um, and the good news is that with social media, it really is no longer who you know, it's who you choose to meet. And LinkedIn is, is one great resource for that, but there are many others. Great story from, for, about LinkedIn from us, right, Jim? Yes, in fact, that's actually how we met. <laughs> no kidding. I love that. <laughs> Who would have thought that LinkedIn would be a dating system, right? Not me. <laughs> I, I, Not am, I am delighted to hear that. <laughs> we actually did. You know, it, it's important because I had wanted someone that had put their best foot forward, not just physically attractive, someone that had something between the ears and someone who was resilient and someone who living life on purpose. So Lucy had a series of these blog articles that she was reading and somehow she found me and she asked me to read them. I found them and I started reading them. And here I am going about my life for years. I mean, this wasn't instantaneous. <laughs> for years, I, I read them. I gave her comments and suggestions. I kept going about my life, all right? Doing everything, everything. And then all of a sudden, one day, I looked at her and saw her as a, forgive me, honey, a woman. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> not just a, just not a professional. I saw her as, as a woman. And then when I looked at that, I realized something I had not seen before. And that's how we started. It was professional. Yes. Isn't that interesting? I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. So this is to our listener for inspiration. When we compare job search with dating, Jim <laughs> really like that comparison, but you actually can find everything online now and not necessarily you need to go classical route. Like we didn't go to dating sites <laughs> to meet each other and to find your jobs. Yes, you don't have to just click and wait as Sarah suggested, because this is only 50% of chances, right? Only 50% of jobs filled that way. Uh, 15, it's actually 85% who um, who find it through somebody they know or somebody they reach out to or an additional effort like uh, going through an association, uh, professional association or any one of a number of other ways you can connect with alumni networks, for example. Uh, so it's never just one thing. And we know that about marketing and sales too. So. Uh, Another way to look at this is, is that as a job candidate, you are the product. And if you were selling a product, you'd never try to sell that product only one way. You would look at bringing it to all these different channels. You'd try social media, you'd put it you know, on a shelf, you would try your website, you would reach out to friends and family. If you were selling a product, you would never just do that in one way and mm -hmm. and yet people think that all they need to do to find a job is uh send their resume off and it's it it just requires uh, a little bit more marketing strategy than that i would suggest yes yes <laughs> this is amazing so our dear listener 
the game has changed, folks. Follow new rules, okay? <laughs> Sarah, thank you very much for sharing all of this. So just one last thing, what will be the motivational message from you to our listeners who are thinking or already going through this cycle or just trying to find the new or the first job? I think that when it comes to a successful job search, we need to change the question we're asking and our mindset. And most of us are in a mindset when we start a job search of, will they hire me? And that is passive. And it leaves us in a position where we're just sort of waiting for somebody to like us. The question, the better question is, do I want to work here? Now that has energy. That is proactive. That allows you to look at everything you have to offer your portfolio of knowledge and skills and abilities, and then invest that with an employer where you have the greatest opportunity for growth. Oh, this is great advice. Thank you very much. And again, what is your website? So our listeners will just type it in right now and go to your website to book your session. It's avaracareers.com, A-V-A-R-A-H careers.com. Awesome. Thank you very much. And if you didn't hear that or didn't have a time to write it down, to find the link in the description to this episode. Sarah, it was great pleasure having you. Thank it was you very a pleasure. Thank you very much for sharing this amount of inspiration with us and our listeners. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're hoping to have you soon in our podcast again. I'm so looking forward to it and really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today. Thank you. You are a breath of fresh air. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much. So find the link in the description to this episode. That was Motivational Monday. See you here the very next Monday. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.